Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Believe in USC Basketball. I am your host, Chris Penrose. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, up and down weekend for the Trojans this weekend with the Oregon schools coming into town. We'll talk a little bit about SC's big win, uh, almost a 20-point win against Oregon. And then talk about senior night and uh, somewhat of a devastating loss for the Trojans against Oregon State. And then we'll look at to the big rivalry game against UCLA at Poly Pavilion. And we'll talk a little bit about the close of the home season at the Galen Center. So let's first take a quick look at USC's 66-49 win over the Ducks. Uh, obviously, this was a big game for Oregon coming in. They were kind of middle-of-the-road standings. And uh, the game at Oregon uh, was probably one of SC's worst conference games of the year. Uh, that was the game where Kevin Porter Jr. had an altercation with the coach before the game. Uh, he was suspended for that game. Uh, Benny Boatwright and Lewis King uh, kind of were going back and forth. King definitely got in Benny's head. Um, and Oregon just ran away with that game very, very early on. It was not a good showing for USC. So this was supposed to be a bounce-back game for the Trojans against the Ducks, and it was, especially in the second half. USC just completely dominated Oregon. Uh, they were up 30-25 to 25 at halftime, and in the second half, SC came out strong and really never looked back. Uh, you know, of the, of the three things that I thought SC needed to do in order to win the game, uh, the first one was keep Kenny Wooten and Oregon off the glass. Uh, SC played a little bit of man, a little bit of zone, uh, but I thought it was really important to really limit Oregon's uh, offensive attack, especially in terms of second-chance points. Oregon did a really good job hitting the boards at Oregon. Uh, SC only gave up eight offensive rebounds. Uh, most of those were in the first half. Uh, so I thought SC did a really good job boxing out uh, as they ended up out-rebounding uh, in total. Oregon, 27 boards for the Trojans, 20 total boards for the Ducks. I also thought that SC would need to offensively really move the ball around. We saw against Cal the game before, uh, SC pushing the ball, uh, getting easy shots for each other. Of their first like 10 field goals, SC had 10 assists. Um, and this game against the Ducks was more or less the same. 20 total assists for the Trojans versus 13 turnovers. I thought Derek Thornton moved the ball really, really well. Uh, he had four assists. Uh, Jonah Matthews had four assists. Um, I really liked uh, Shaquan Aaron on the boards. He had five rebounds. Um, and they were big boards. They were box out, rebound, and then push. So I thought he played really well. And then <laughs> uh, make your free throws. This has been an Achilles heel for the Trojans uh, all season long. Obviously, we'll get into what happened against Oregon State later. Uh, not a big sample size for SC in terms of free throws. Uh, three of five for 60%. Um, so you can't really figure out you know, whether they did a good job on their free throws or not with such a small sample size. Uh, bench points, only nine for USC. Something that uh, also continues to be an Achilles heel. Um, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. came off the bench, 2 of 5 from the field, 0 of 2 from the 3 with only 5 points, although he did have 6 rebounds. He rebounded the ball really well. Um, I thought Elijah Weaver actually played 
uh, particularly well. It's one of his better games in conference. Uh, he went two of four from the field, only four points, but as a point guard, he grabbed five boards. So he really hit the boards hard. Uh, he had three assists and only one turnover, so I thought he played really well. Um, and then Victor and Jerron, only five minutes for Victor, three minutes for Jerron, no points for either of them. Um, so again, bench points, only nine, coming from just two people. That's not going to get it done. Benny Boatwright continued to shoot the ball at a very high level, six of nine from the three-point line, seven of 14 from the field. He had 20.6 rebounds and three assists. Nick Rakosevich had a very good game, 17 points, six rebounds in 34 minutes. Um, he also was in foul trouble a little bit. He ended up with four personal fouls. Um, and that's kind of what happened. You know, SC did a really good job against Paul White. Paul White had a big game against SC up in Oregon. They held him to nine points on four of nine shooting in 30 minutes. Uh, Lewis King got some points in the second half kind of late. He ended up with 16 points, six rebounds, three assists, ter- two turnovers. Uh, they really kept Peyton Pritchard in check. I thought Derek Thornton and Elijah Weaver uh, handled him very well. Uh, He went one of seven from the three-point line, two of 10 from the field. Uh, No assists from a point guard. That's a big deal. Only had five points. So those were kind of Oregon's three main guys. I thought SC did a phenomenal job defensively against Oregon, held them to 49 points, and their average is somewhere in the high 70s, low 80s. So fantastic job defensively uh, by USC. And then they put themselves in a position where they were uh, playing Oregon for basically second place in the conference. I'm sorry, Oregon State for second place in the conference on Saturday. Big game against the Beavers. Uh, The Beavers gave one up to UCLA uh, the night before. Senior night, big night for Benny Boatwright, Shaquan Aaron, uh, walk-on Devin Fleming. Unfortunately, did not go in SC's favor. They lost 67-62. Extremely, extremely frustrating game uh, if you watched it. One of the things that I said was going to be a key point was Nick Kosovich in this game. Up in Oregon State, Nick had his worst game of the year. Uh, Oregon State's length from their big guys I thought really bothered Nick Kosovich. I thought he needed to have a really good game. SC needed to hit him early, get him going, get his confidence up. Uh, as soon as the game started, and that just didn't happen. Uh, Rakosevich picked up a couple quick fouls uh, early in the game. One was a flagrant one. Uh, he sat for the majority of the first half and then was in foul trouble all in the second half. He only played 10 minutes in this game. Uh, two of two from the field, only four points, one rebound, and he fouled out with five personal fouls. Horrible, horrible game for Rokosevich. The fact that he has that stat line and SC still had a chance to basically win this game within the last four minutes was absolutely shocking. Shooting woes, especially in the second half, uh, I, I don't even really know what to say. 8 of 27, SC shot from the three-point line. Jonah Matthews, 1 of 7 from the three-point line. Benny Boatwright, 3 of 7. Derek Thornton, one of two. Kevin Porter Jr., one of five from the three-point line. I actually thought KP had one of his better games offensively, too. He had 11 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, He had some big boards down the stretch, too. Uh, But he went 5 of 11 from the field. Uh, Had two offensive rebounds um, and 11 points, three steals. 
Elijah Weaver, basically a no-show. One of three from the field, two points. So that gives us 13 points off the bench between two people. Victor didn't score. Jerron didn't score. You know, Benny Boatwright hit some big shots in the first half. He went three of seven from the three, five of 11 from the field. Benny ended with 13 points, three rebounds, one assist, one block, one steal on his last game in the Galen Center. Uh, Shaquan Aaron, I thought one of his better games, uh, 12 points, seven rebounds, five assists, one block, five of 10 from the field. I thought Shaquan gave great energy all game long um, in his last game at the Galen Center. Derek Thornton up and down um, in this game, five points, six assists, three turnovers. Uh, He had one of the more crucial plays at the end of the game where SC was down one. They had the ball coming out of the four-minute media timeout. They ran a great play. He was driving for a layup, tried to go left hand off the glass, missed it, should have made it, and then had a stupid foul. I think it was a frustration foul. And then Oregon State goes to the free throw line for a one-on-one, makes both free throws, and the lead gets increased to three. Very, very frustrating. But I think the main stat here is free throws. SC went 0 of 6 from the free throw line. In my opinion, technically it's 0 of 8 because they missed two front ends of 1-on-1s. And this is the first time in USC basketball history that they did not make at least one free throw in a game. It's it's honestly very stunning. It's a little embarrassing. And it's extremely frustrating when you have one of the best shooters in the league, Benny Boatwright, go to the line and shoot two free throws and misses both of them. I don't know if it's, at this point, a confidence thing, if they're just completely in their own head. I don't know if they're just not putting in the time. Uh, The coaches all say that these guys stick around after practice and shoot free throws. So maybe it is just a confidence thing. I don't know. But there's absolutely no excuse for that whatsoever. Absolutely no excuse. You look at Oregon State side, uh, 32 points in the paint. They had a bunch of uh, offensive putbacks, uh, 13 second-chance points. Uh, Their leading scorers, they had four guys in double digits. Stevie Thompson Jr. had a good game, 3 of 7 from the three-point line, 15 points, 5 rebounds. Uh, Kyler Kelly, 7 of 8 from the field, 15 points, 5 rebounds. Trace Trinkle, 39 minutes played, uh, 4 of 15 from the field, 14 points, 13 rebounds. He had a double-double, though he didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Uh, And then Ethan Thompson, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Um, frustrating. SC, I actually thought played pretty good defense. They held Oregon State to under sixty-seven points. They just couldn't get. They just couldn't get their offense going. Um, and you look at the free throw disparity: uh, fifteen of nineteen from the free throw line for Oregon State. Obviously, zero of six for USC. Um, you can say what you want about the officiating, but at the end of the day, SC took twenty-seven threes compared to twenty uh, threes by Oregon State. So you can tell they weren't really taking it to the hole. They were shooting threes, especially towards the end of the game. Uh, big missed opportunity for the Trojan against Oregon State. They win that game. They're almost sitting alone in second place uh, going into UCLA. Now, you know, every game at this point of the season is critical. Uh, SC season really kind of hangs in the balance here over these next three games. So the last three games are on the road. They go to Poly Pavilion on Thursday night play UCLA, obviously a very emotional game. 
Uh, it'll be UCLA senior night, and then uh, both the Trojans and the Bruins will fly <clears throat> to the mountain schools to play Utah and Colorado to wrap up the regular season of the Pac-12 conference play. So UCLA, obviously we know what happened uh, at the Galen Center earlier in the year. Uh, USC just took it to UCLA. They were up almost 30 points most of the second half. Uh, the thing that really concerned me about that game was the end of it. SC just totally mailed it in. I think UCLA closed the game on like a 14-2 run. And what should have been a 28-30 to point blowout ended up only being a 13-point game. That probably gave UCLA a little bit of confidence when they... Uh, play USC at Poly Pavilion. You know that place is going to be rocking for this game. Uh, Jalen Hands is playing out of his mind right now. SC's really going to have to locate him, especially in transition. Uh, you know, Moses Brown, I think every time he touches the ball, USC to try to foul him and put him at the free throw line. I think he went 0 for 6 from the free throw line at the Galen Center. Uh, obviously, Chris Wilkes is their leading scorer, averaging about 17 points a game. Uh, He's shooting the ball at a very high level. So uh, I think what SC is going to have to do is they're really going to have to limit and contain UCLA's guards. Uh, from what you've seen the past five or six games from UCLA, it's been hands and wilks. And if those guys are scoring and they got it going, uh, UCLA can be a very, very hard team to stop. So hopefully SC can kind of get this back on track. They need to win these last three games in order to solidify a top four position in the Pac-12 conference. That is the goal right now. Even if you slide into fourth place, that is a win. In my opinion, there's no difference between getting second place or fourth place. You just have to make sure you're not playing on Wednesday in the Pac-12 tournament. You have to skip that first round, keep those legs fresh, and then you have a shot. When you win Thursday night, Friday night, all of a sudden you're playing for the championship and uh, an at-large automatic berth <clears throat> into the NCAA tournament. So you just got it. Teams that play on Wednesdays for conference tournaments have a very, very difficult time making it to the championship game. And even when they do, uh, most of the time they're just exhausted and, uh, and they don't play well in that championship game. So big, big, big three-game stretch here. They need all three games. So we'll see what happens. Uh, no more games at the Galen Center. It's a bummer. It's crazy how fast this season went by. USC beat writer Joey Kaufman. I love all his tweets. I think he does a great job. Uh, he tweeted out this morning, USC's home basketball attendance this season was 3,590, the second lowest in the Galen Center's 13-year history. Um, that there, I want to make something very clear. In my opinion, that is not a reflection on this team or this coaching staff. I thought this team was actually very fun to watch this year, although frustrating. Bunch of good guys, bunch of good players. They put it out there every night. I thought the coaches did a great job with the talent that they had. I think this is really the Pac-12's issue, is scheduling these 6 o'clock p.m. and 8 o'clock p.m. Wednesday, Thursday night games especially in Los Angeles, a six o'clock game to get to when you're coming from somewhere trying to get either downtown or even trying to get to Poly Pavilion in Westwood. Trying to get anywhere close to those places for a six o'clock game is nearly impossible. And then when you have an eight o'clock game, you're not getting out of there till 10, 15, 10, 30 at night. That means you're not getting home till probably 11 o'clock on like a Wednesday or Thursday night. That's hard to do. 
I mean, it's, it's just hard for people to get to games. The Pac-12 needs to figure this out. The Pac-12 network is a, just a complete disgrace right now. I can't even get it. I live in Los Angeles, and there's only one provider. These games are either too early or too late. And when you look at what the Pac-10 in the early days of the Pac-12 was, they were 7 to 7.30 p.m. games. You would look across the conference, and most of those buildings were full. I mean, I turned on the Washington State-Colorado game the other day. It was actually a really good game, and there was maybe 500 people in Pullman watching the game. The arena was completely empty. I just... I just think the Pac-12 needs to figure out what they're going to do. The, the network's failing. There's no exposure across the country for the Pac-12 conference. And I think that's hurting football and basketball just because of the complete lack of exposure because no one gets the network. No one can watch the games. It's very, very frustrating. The conference needs to figure out their issues because they have a lot of them. And then what's up with the student section? I, I'm, I'm calling out students at USC right now. It's embarrassing that you guys aren't going to these games. How you can get a few thousand students to go to a football game and you can't get, you can't get 900 to 1,000 to walk across Figueroa Street to the Galen Center to sit in a nice, comfortable arena with padded seats and watch a basketball game for two hours. Literally two hours. And it's not like this team isn't fun to watch. It's not like you can't get excited for them. Like that Oregon State game, that place was pretty loud. There was only, there was 4,000 people against Oregon State. When SC was coming back, that place got loud. It wasn't even half full. I Well, someone, give me a student. Give me a frat boy. Give me a sorority girl. Someone reach out to me and tell me why you aren't coming to games. Help, help me out. Help me figure out why you can't come to games or why you don't want to come to games. And then maybe the athletic department or the coaching staff or the players can figure out what they can do to get you to come to games and support this team. It's unbelievable. I just don't get it. Tell me what, tell me what we need to do to get you to come to games. Unbelievable. So... Big game against UCLA on Thursday night. Huge road trip up in the Mountain West. I'm sorry, up in the Mountain Schools uh, the next week. And then we have the Pac-12 tournament in Vegas. SC right now is sitting middle of the pack. They need these last three games. Big one against UCLA. Um, and then we'll, we'll see kind of where the chips fall for the Pac-12 tournament and see what SC can do to try to get a win um, in an at-large berth by winning the Pac-12 conference. See if they can get back to the tournament game like they did last year against Arizona. But that's it for me. Uh, sorry, today was a bit of a rant. A little frustration coming out of me. Uh, I just, I love this team. I love this coaching staff. I want to support them. I want the school to support them. And the lack of attendance, uh, especially from the students, is something that's just very, very frustrating to me. So hopefully we can change that next year at the Galen Center. Last thing, congrats to the three seniors for USC. Benny Boatwright, it's been an absolute pleasure watching you play and watching you grow up in the Galen Center. Hopefully you can close out your senior year strong and see if there's a way that you can make it to a postseason 
tournament appearance, whether it's the NCAA, which we're hoping for, or the NIT. Shaquan Aaron, thank you for transferring from Louisville to SC. You've been great to watch. Uh, favorite game uh, of Shaquan's was against UCLA when they had Lonzo Ball and Thomas Welsh and all those guys where he was just a Bruin killer, hit a bunch of threes, a couple dunks, had over 20 points. Um, awesome for Shaquan. And then uh, Devin Fleming, the walk-on, congratulations. Uh, he will be a big success in the real estate world. Uh, I know it. He's got a nice job lined up for him after uh, he graduates. Very proud of him and looking forward to seeing him uh, in the business world in the, once he graduates. That's it for me. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, recapping UCLA and looking forward uh, to the last two games up in the Mountain Schools. Thank you again for listening. I hope you subscribe. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, you can find us at BeleaveBLEAV.com uh, or at Believe underscore LA. Feel free to reach out to me, uh, cpenrose10 at Twitter. It's cpenrose, the number one, number zero. Twitter, same Instagram handle. Um, and I'm uh, signing off. Fight on, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.